Welcome back to Soul of a Warrior. I'm your host, Morgan Pate, and I'm here with my roommate, Gladys Romo. Hi, guys. Excited to be here. So, Gladys, (laughs) I want to talk about your experience with moving to a new state. Yeah. Have you done that before? I have. Okay, (laughs) let's talk about that. Like, what are your experiences with just starting new? Okay. Well, I'm from Texas, and I come from a Hispanic, like, family, as you know, and it's just so normal to stay in the same place your parents grew up and everything like that and stay in that same old town and, you know, do everything that they did. Um, So it was a big shock when I first wanted to go to college out of state. And they were like, what? What do you mean, like, out of state? Like, I thought you were going to the community college that's, like, right here, like, 10 minutes away. And I was like, no, like, I'm sorry. And so I've always been kind of like an independent little girl, like, never wanting to do, like, with my parents, like, having to have my parents help, like, never wanting that. I was wanting to do things by myself. Um, So I first did that when I was 18 and moved to Oklahoma Okay. Which it was still, it was only like a three hour drive. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like too far. But at the time it was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, crazy. Um, but yeah, I feel like I've moved around a lot. And um, I was in Oklahoma for a little bit. And then I was doing electrical engineering there, as you know. And um, pandemic happened everything changed um decided to change career paths or like what I wanted to do um and it was just getting you know when like a place holds you back from like what you can actually do and what you can accomplish Mm -hmm. um I felt like Oklahoma was that for me and um it I just had to go back to Texas for a little bit just to like regather up my thoughts and everything like that Mm -hmm. and um then I kind of thought really I I did all these like have you ever taken those quizzes like oh what state you should live in yeah (laughs) yeah trying to find out your interests yeah yeah like letting the internet decide for me like what to do with my life (laughs) so I took a bunch of quizzes and they were all like California and I was like oh no I was like I'm not moving to California Uh -uh. I was like first of all way too expensive second of all the people there the traffic I'm like I do not want to do California so I was thinking I'm like okay what other states could I do and then I was at first I was thinking like oh Colorado but then like a bunch of my family were putting doubts in my mind like oh no that's like way too far away they have snow there you don't want to (laughs) never experienced that before yeah yeah like they get more than one inch of snow and I'm like okay I'm like I'll be fine (laughs) but um yeah um did some research and I was like you know what Colorado and then I was like looking at colleges in Colorado that I could go to and kind of trying to figure out what area I would fit in with best Mm -hmm. and I decided on Fort Collins because it seemed like it was like a like a nice balance between like oh outdoorsy but still like oh city life yes you know yes um and um what was I saying 
after I did like some research, I was I was just I'm the type of person that like I'll will plan for something, and then once I plan for something, I'm like, okay, it's set in stone, like I'm gonna do it, right? You know, and so that's when I decided I was like, you know what, I'm moving out here, and I told my parents I was like, you can help me or not, like I don't really, <laughs> I don't really care. I'm doing it I'm anyway. Doing it. I'm like. It, I would appreciate your support, but obviously, if you don't support me, I'm. I'm doing it anyway. I'm I'm gonna find a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And luckily, they were supportive after a little while after they saw that I was like serious about it and like saving up money for it and things like that. That's when they started taking me seriously and then they decided to help me move up here. But yeah, that's just like a little short story of how I decided to just move to Colorado. That's amazing. Yeah. And courageous. Yeah. <laughs> and then so your move to Colorado, it's a different climate. Yeah. So, so how was that? It was a little weird at first because everyone was saying like, oh, how hot it is outside. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we're in the 90s. I was like, in Texas, we were like in the hundreds, like plus. So um, when I moved in the summer, it was crazy because I was like, oh my gosh, it's like so much cooler than Texas. <laughs> people were like oh it's still hot and I'm like yeah like I can see it but winter time you know how you know how winter went (laughs) your first snow yeah my first time driving in the snow I freaked out because almost crashed ran a red light had because I had to drive to pay rent there was no other option (laughs) yeah let yeah. And I thought I could, like, catch it in the beginning, so I was like, oh, it won't be that bad. But no, like, I was, I was driving down, like, it was driving, um, the snow was falling even harder. And the I roads was, are like, slick. Yeah, the yeah. roads are slick. And, like, I didn't think about to, like, ask you, like, oh, how to drive in the snow or, like, what to expect. I was just like, oh, I'll, be I'll, fine. Just, I'll just drive slow and then I'll figure it out. And that's basically how you learn though yeah but so, like i didn't know that my car was gonna make you know like funny noises when it was breaking it's just like a, you know? yes. so i was confused and like freaked out and i called morgan i was like morgan i'm like i need help i'm stuck out here i'm like i don't know if my car can drive in the snow all that well and then um Morgan got here and she's like are you sure you just don't know how to drive in the snow and then I was like you know maybe maybe you got a point there and then like in that parking lot of where we pay rent she was like all right let me show you and so she was teaching me she was like okay so your car is gonna normally do this it's gonna skid you just you don't freak out and I was like okay I was the exact same way though because like that's why I was like I knew exactly what you're going through because like, when I got here, it was the same way, and like, I didn't know that I could get through that much snow. I just was planning on calling into work and be like, I can't come in, but we would still have school. Yeah, you know, they like, wouldn't cancel they school. They wouldn't cancel anything. And I'm like, how the f am I gonna get to work? Like, people are just going on about their normal lives. Yeah, and there's like a foot and a half of snow and I'm like I yeah. don't I don't understand and in Texas it'd be like <laughs> half an inch of snow and then like oh school is canceled work yes. is canceled nobody has to go into work no. here is like what do you mean you're not coming in yes, <laughs> no, exactly. yeah like literally and you have to like completely buy a whole new wardrobe like going to school like, for me I watch the bus stop so I'm like shit now I need yeah. snow boots what are those yeah and like <laughs> 
Me too. And like, even now, I don't. I still don't think I have like really good snow boots. I feel like I have <laughs> For like real. mediocre snow We're boots. We're college even. kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's just frustrating. You gotta get, you know, layers Everything. of yeah. layers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you get to wherever you're going, and it's really hot inside inside yeah <laughs> so then you're like taking off all these layers yes. that's that was me like at school like like getting there like just in the nick of time like sweating because i was running but not realizing i was sweating because mm-hmm. i was outside and it was cold yes. and so then i like i go inside and then it's like all hot and everything mm-hmm. and i'm like taking every layer off and I feel like I'm making a scene because I'm just like ripping off yes. everything, you know. Yes, and I'm exactly. just like staring, like how many layers? And Can't I'm concentrate. Like, You're so yeah. hot. Or like just walking across campus in the cold. I'm like, this is freaking miserable. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like walking, like especially when it's like a 10, 15 minute walk, and you just like. So crazy! Yes. I got these like really thin gloves or no gloves at all. That's the only time I didn't. I don't mind masks because mm-hmm. like you know like the heat of your own like face just point. like stays in. And then I'm like, oh my god, okay. I'm like, now it's cozy. Exactly. And then you get inside and then you like want to rip it off. Exactly. <laughs> We're like, this is this is maybe TMI, but it's kind of funny and gross. But like during cold season with the masks. Just have your noses running and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I feel like I'm sitting in class and it's just like snot. And I'm like, snot coming oh out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's always the worst. Oh. It's gross. But, like, Colorado, too, on campus, walking up the stairs, I'm, like, out of breath. Just one flight. The altitude. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> It's gotta be. Like, I go to class and I'm, like, breathing hard. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, it wasn't that much, but for some reason, you're still, like, like out of breath. Yes. Yeah. I feel like, you have your backpack and it's heavy and I'm, like, you're sitting in class sweating and, like, looking around like, is anyone else? Like, anyone else? <laughs> yeah. You're trying to act all cool, like, you're not, like, sweating or <laughs> But like sweat's like dripping, and it's like very obvious mm-hmm. that you're just like out of breath. <laughs> I've never experienced that anywhere else. Like, <laughs> yeah, especially. But here, like I swear, it's the altitude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I remember the first time coming down here, like feeling the air being thinner. Yeah. I was like, hmm. Mm-hmm. And then like running for the first time, and then I'm like, oh gosh, I'm like literally I can feel it in my lungs. Mm-hmm. But gotten used to it so far like the first couple days you're here i was i was really tired like i remember coming just i, I kind of did the same thing you did stayed at my parents and mm-hmm. kind of organized my thoughts created a plan but i came out here for, for like orientation i stayed with a, an old friend mm-hmm. and i i felt really exhausted and i don't know i think it was the altitude just like dehydrated me yeah. and, and yeah it was just Man, I'm so tired and then I thought that since weed was legal here I'm like I, I thought that CBD and and, um, and THC gummies that was yeah. a good idea you know and so I was <laughs> trying yeah trying those for the first time yeah oh my gosh I was not prepared for any of that it was like the altitude the THC gummies the, like, everything everything all of it the heat and honestly like over here getting high is different than if you get high and like look, 
like lower altitude states. I don't know how, how to explain it, but it is. It's just different. Might also be just different weed, but you know. <laughs> yeah. I so what's your experience with that? Because I my first time experiencing weed was when I moved to Colorado. Me, it was when I went to college. Okay. <laughs> um it was in Oklahoma and um it was just weird because um like you're a freshman so you're trying to figure out everything. Yes. And like I didn't like smoke weed in high school or anything like that. So I had like no idea what it's supposed to cost or like people will try to sell you like a gram for $20 like from the street like this is weed you don't know what's in it or anything like that and they're like oh $20 for a gram and it's just like what um but I smoked a little bit in Oklahoma it eventually became like medical so it was like more normalized like I don't know why but I feel like when I live in Oklahoma, I smell weed in public places mm -hmm. more than I do here. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but um, yeah, coming to a dispensary for the first time was like, felt really weird because yes. I'm like, oh, I'm buying yeah. weed legally. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? This isn't in the back of the parking lot type of deal. <laughs> <laughs> like, this feels too official. Like, they're checking my ID. They're like, like hi, hey, welcome. How yeah. are you? And they're I'm like, like they're okay with this yeah <laughs> yeah i'm like this is okay um but it was it was a fun experience though and now i feel like uh, i have such a difficult relationship with weed because yeah. i feel like sometimes it's very helpful but sometimes it can be like more deteriorating if you do it too much yeah you know yeah so it's, it's just finding that balance of like smoking and living life because like i like to smoke but i also don't like to wouldn't like to be in a place where i have to smoke all the time yes uh-huh like you know the people that have to like smoke like if it's like if it's, it's like, like a cigarette break it's a like it's a, yeah yeah you know? um and so i never wanted to get like that because i still want to be able to like live life sober yes you know? yeah like experience things just to experience them and not have to have alcohol or like weed in your system to have fun or mm -hmm. anything like that mm -hmm. you smoke because you enjoy it yeah yeah <laughs> as if you can hear that like really loud yeah <laughs> we're right beside a, a road so you'll probably hear lots of traffic yeah but is it sprinkling too it is it's sprinkling outside we're outside of a coffee yeah. shop but yeah I I had never I was very sheltered I'd say like I tried really hard to like always be a good kid yeah and I like when I was young I never experienced any of that which all my friends were smoking yeah. and stuff which I'm like oh, what the fuck yeah but it wasn't until I was like 24 that I was like finally felt like I you know and I did it legally I didn't do yeah, it I was such like, a like straight yeah. narrow you know like, like once the law says I was, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah like I'm like that I don't know why was but... it the same way with alcohol though like did you wait until no like... <laughs> you're like no, no. no I was babysitting for beer and like I had a good friend he passed away years ago but he he had three kids and him and his wife would occasionally go out for a date night. Uh-huh. And so, me and my, my ex-husband would babysit their 
well, two kids. Mm-hmm. We'd babysit two of their kids, yeah. and then he'd pay us in beer. Nice. And, like, a 24-pack. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and then um, I got this great idea that I'm like, well, my supervisor at work told me that I can make prison wine. Oh, yeah. Pruno or something. And he's like, yeah, in prison they, they put a bunch of, like, old fruit in a bag and they put it in the toilet and it just rots. And that's how they, the juice off those, that rotten fruit. Like fermenting. Ferments yeah. in the bag. And um, they get drunk off of it. And I'm like, then I was looking, it got me interested yeah. in it. And it's not that I was interested in making wine because I liked wine. I was you just wanted to get drunk. I was, yes! <laughs> Yes, I was like, how can I make, how can I be cheap and make wine at home, like the cheapest way and it's to have a high alcohol content. Yeah. So I got this glass jar and we're not talking, we're talking like a Walmart jar that you put like rice in. It was like a five gallon glass jar with like a glass top. It didn't seal. Okay. And I filled it up halfway probably had three or four gallons of sugar water yeah and blackberries i couldn't think of any other flavors (laughs) blackberries so i read that sugar water it sugar water rots um so you stir it up and the the sugar kind of um oh like separates yeah it separates into the water yeah and then the fruit basically rots and you, you stir it like once once a week or once every two weeks mm-hmm. and um that kind of keeps it going so you don't have mold growing yeah but everything has to be super sterilized because okay. you, you don't want bad bacteria yeah like for example kombucha is good bacteria yeah um and for kombucha everything's sterilized so so no bad mold is growing but a scoby for kombucha is is bacteria yeah so with this wine, it was the same thing. It had to be sterilized, but I had to to keep it um, stirred like once a week or so, so it wouldn't stagnate. Yeah. So I put like saran wrap over the top of this glass jar with a rubber band. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, yeah, I. That's how. That was I your mean, way, yeah. Yeah, and for like I did it for three or four months. And it was so funny because I got an alcohol, um, I can't remember what you call it, like a little tube that tests the alcohol percentage. Yeah. And that's what I, I used, and, and I got up to 6%, which is pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. But it tastes like shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I used blackberries, but um, when I went to drink it, I didn't, I, I just put the blackberries in the water. I didn't put the blackberries in a bag, and so... When I went to drink it, it was, like, seeds and stems and, like, all the rotten fruit matter. Yeah. And so, I think it would have turned out better if I had some sort of, like, cheesecloth or, like, um, some sort of bag to put the fruit in to strain it. Yeah. But, oh, my gosh. It was disgusting. But, yeah, I did did that. That's creative. That's creative. I did that. Yeah. But, uh... And then I turned 21, and I, like, was like, fuck that. Yeah. I was at the bars all the time. Yeah. You're, like, never nah. again being this. Nah. Yeah. Like, I don't... That peasant life. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> the things that you do, like, 
to fucking get drunk when you're a kid. (laughs) Do you have any funny, like, drunk stories when you're a teenager? Um, so, I didn't, I didn't drink a lot when I was a teen, but, um, in high school, (laughs) I don't know why, I just thought it would be a good Mm. idea to, like, get coke bottles like empty half of it fill it up with tequila and just drink it at school <laughs> oh no <laughs> so i did that because i got in class i got in i got in school suspension because our campus like you can't leave to get food like you have to stay in the school or else it's like considered like you i forgot what it's called like truancy okay. stuff like that and i went to get chick-fil-a one day and they caught me and so <laughs> Apparently they caught like a bunch of other seniors doing it, so they thought it was like a senior skip day type of organized oh. event. So they were like, but they were really confused because like I was like a good kid, like I yeah. was a nerd, you know, type yeah. of deal. So yeah. they were like, why are we like getting like different groups of people like skipping today? Like, are you profiling me? Yeah, yeah. They were, trying to they were like, they were like, it just doesn't make sense. Like the people were catching. And then we're like, we didn't organize anything. We just hate the food here. Like, shit. Like, yeah. we don't know what to tell you. But, yeah, that's when I decided to drink it. And then I left it in um, this one teacher's classroom, and, like, in the cabinet. And then it was gone the next day. Oh, no. So I don't know who drank it or if anyone, like, figured it out. But I was oh, like, no. It probably looked like water. Huh? It probably looked like water, though. Well, it was like a Coke bottle. It was mixed with Coke. So, I don't... I don't know. (laughs) But... Yeah, that was was my first, like, experience of, like, drinking a lot of alcohol. Was that I was drinking it at school and being tipsy. That's rebellious. Yeah. (laughs) I was going through a rebellious phase, and that's what I did. I love that. Um... And it was so funny because um, when I, our in-school suspension was like a separate classroom and I was in there with another girl and I found out she was pregnant before anybody oh, else did because they were painting the walls of the room and then I hear her like whisper something to the secretary. She's like, oh, I can't be like around odors or something like that. And then she was like, why? And then she was like, I'm pregnant. And then I was like, she's pregnant. And this was, okay, it was just a funny, not funny story, but I used to be in a class with her that was about like, because we went to like a troubled middle school type of deal. And so they had like a leadership class where you're supposed to make a speech about how like you're going to be different or, you know, you're not going to follow the same path your parents did or stuff like yes. that and she was like i'm not gonna get pregnant like my mom did when she was a teenager she like legit she the exact that. <laughs> and then yeah and then i and then i Bust find this out and i was like no oh no but she's happy with her kid now and stuff like that <laughs> at least so <laughs> i hope so yeah i hope so that it didn't turn out bad but it just made me feel some type of way because i was like i remember like like well, she got pregnant at 17, and when we took that class, she was, like, 12 or something like that. 12, 13. So, it was just kind of wild seeing that there. circle, you know? There's trifling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. But now, like, 
girls getting pregnant as teens was like such a normal thing. Oh my gosh. Okay. I now I'm not gonna name names. <laughs> but <laughs> there was this one girl and like there's no way she'll ever hear this. She might, but she had I think I don't know, like my facts are probably inaccurate, but she had like five kids by the time she was twenty two or twenty three. Oh shit. She had she had two girls in uh two two girls, maybe another baby, and then a set of twins. Or maybe oh, two sets of twins. I can't dang. remember. It was it was freaking nuts. And like her first kid, she was a freshman or sophomore in high school. Yeah. And I remember her like passing it around. It was annoying because it's like we're trying to be kids and live this like doing pep club and we're yeah. Trying to live this high school life and yeah. this girl's like passing her kid around like it's an accessory. Oh, oh. And it's I like hate that. Yeah, and you know her friends are like groupies and like look at how cute her baby is and like like it's trendy. Like it's trendy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like not it's actually a life that yeah. we're taking care of. Like, like you guys wish you were like me. Like yeah. no we fucking don't. Like you wish you had a baby. No we fucking we're no, sixteen. No, like you should not be wishing to have kids. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And like you know, I think she got a lot of attention. She was pretty. She obviously was like hooking up with like older dudes that were losers. Yeah. And like they weren't in the baby's life. Yeah. They weren't, and it was like seen as some sort of status, yeah, thing. But like, I remember just being so. I'm. We had uh, that facts like family and consumer sciences class. Where we, oh, we had a similar class. Yeah, where we had like, like you fake babies, fake babies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had like a five pound like sack of flour. We had flour too. Yeah. I. I know some schools like would get like actual babies yes and i was like that that was too fancy for us we had a bag of flowers yes exactly yeah and even then some people busted them dude there was one girl um there was one girl that took a different class so like the general class got the flower sex uh-huh and we could we could like glue yarn onto it you know and like make it like a human yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but the more advanced class actually got the the babies with like the computers yeah. that monitored when you got up at night and stuff. Yeah. I don't remember one girl, like the teacher, it, she made it a huge deal across the school. Uh huh. This girl brought her baby back from like on a Monday morning. Yeah. And she, the teacher processed the computer or whatever, and I guess the reports on it were just insane, like shaken baby syndrome, like. Oh. And the girl's like, I never want to have kids, ever. And, like, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, oh my God. I, I can't imagine. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> and that'd be so scary to see, like, if they, if they get pregnant in the future. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, oh no, that one. But... Then again, it's like, how do you expect a little kid to take care of a little kid? <laughs> you know? It's, it's not a, yeah, it's not like a doll. Yeah. Like, that was fun when we were younger. Like, oh, it's a baby. Yeah. But, like, at a certain age, you're like, yeah. I don't really want to be yeah. a mom. I'm still a kid. Yeah. Like, you don't want that lifestyle oh. anymore. How do you feel about being a mom? 
don't know because like I I could be fine without kids honestly like with or without yeah. I feel like my life would be pretty like I'd be content with my life but I feel like if I had kids I'd like to adopt like I don't want to yes. go through the process of like birthing your own kid yes that's terrifying. Yeah, it's like, terrifying. <laughs> I always hear these different things on TikToks, like these different like horror stories of like things tearing and then shit getting everywhere. Uh, or something like that. And then I'm like, I don't think I can go through that. I'm like, it seems like such a traumatizing experience. And it um it's also like a thing with like 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 mental health issues I run in my family so I'm always yes. wondering like oh like am I going to struggle with this yes. child like are they going to have problems yes. and it's so difficult because it's like you know it's not like you can use your own example of like how you grew up yeah. because you realize when you're older that a lot of the stuff your parents did is like fucked up yes. <laughs> yeah. so, you, so you don't have like actual guidance as to yeah. how to raise a kid so no. you have to like learn relearn everything and especially like now like you know like gentle parenting like it's yes. something that's like huge right now yes and that's something that like i would have to learn and because i have like no clue like my parents like they for them they um raised me better than how my grandparents raised them yeah. Mm-hmm. But it still doesn't mean that it was, like, the best way to raise right. me, you know? Right. Like, they were still trying their hardest yeah. and whatnot, but, like, it's still, um, like, I don't agree with a lot of the stuff that they did. Um, sorry. I'm just waiting for the, yeah, the, the noises. Truck. Yeah. Um, in your culture, it's a little bit different in the aspect I feel like you all are, like, a Hispanic culture is close. Yeah, I, I like that a yeah. lot. I think that's really cool. I think it's it is it is kind of nice because there's always someone there for you. Yeah. Um, but it can get suffocating at the same time mm-hmm. because sometimes they want to be too close. <laughs> yeah. So they want to know boundaries. Every, yeah, like boundaries are like not a thing, <laughs> <laughs> and like specifically like Mexican culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it's it's really nice having a close family but I I feel like when I was a teenager and when um I needed like space to be my own person that's when they started to be like overbearing and so that's when it really didn't mix and especially like the type of person that I am like a very independent like oh I don't need help from individual too yeah yeah like um I didn't like my mom would call me like at random times of night and be like hey I tracked your phone why were you at Target at this time and then I was like (laughs) and she's like why didn't you ask for permission to go and I'm like I'm literally in another state I love Target like yeah yeah I'm like let me be in Target if I want to be in Target like (laughs) geez um but um yeah with kids I feel like I would like to adopt like when they're like 10 yeah okay you know you you get past the developmental stages yeah. <laughs> i understand that but here's the thing okay i get that 
from my own experiences too. I understand that. That's actually yeah. a really good perspective. Yeah. I never even thought about adopting older, older kids. Yeah, because that way, like, if you're, because I, I feel like I would be like, very unsure of my like raising skills when they're really young. Yes. Like. Yeah. I'm not necessarily someone. I'm not like impatient, but mm-hmm. I'm not someone who's been like, oh, like super patient with like being gentle and caring, things, <laughs> you know. And so. That's why I'm like, I feel like if I can get to a stage where I can communicate with them, <laughs> yeah. where they can speak, yeah, and then we can talk about yes. things, like, I feel like I could handle that, but I don't know how I could handle, like, talking to another human being who doesn't know how to talk, or, you know, it's That's, just crazy. Yes. Yeah. I agree with you, like... And it's tough, and it's a hard job, and... It's a lot. It's also, like feel like I'm someone who's focused on like like whatever I'm doing like school or career wise yeah and um I wouldn't want to have to pick between like a job or being a mom yeah something like that you know that you see like every day and like um sorry (laughs) um yeah, I just want to adopt, honestly. I feel like it just be not easy, but easier. Easier. Yeah. And, like, you know, for mental health issues, it's, like, that developmental stage is so crucial. Like, I get that. Yeah. Like, like I struggle with depression, and I worry so much that having depression and having a child would cause it so much problems during that time like yeah if i'm going through is a period where i'm like so down yeah and i'm unable to like that was a really loud truck i'm i'm unable to be as attentive as i normally would on one of my really good days yeah like that up and down up and down can really alter the baby's yeah. development you know so and, like it's also scary to think about because like how, how like at least I worry about this about like moms getting depression after they give birth. Oh yeah. And I'm like I can like I wouldn't know how to handle that or like having depression after and still having like a kid to take care of. Like, I don't know. Doing both. Yeah. You know? And they feel it and it's more it's more than just like like even if if you're do like going through the motions, I feel like they still feel it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, they sense it. They something. sense it, yeah. Because, I mean, if it's your own kid, you know, you have that connection with them, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I'm i just, like, very scared to, like, fuck up a child's life. I am, life too. I am, too. Because I feel like it's so easy to go wrong. Yes. And it's, like, much harder to do it the right way. And yeah. even then, like, everyone argues about what the right way is. Yeah. And, yeah. I get that. A lot of my... The other, like, women I've talked to, it seems like a common thing amongst, like, people our age. And it's funny to me, and I think it's, like, a general generational awareness of mm. just the toxicity from yeah. our, our parents, that culture, that traditional culture yeah. in our upbringings. And, like, more and more of my adult friends are like, yeah, we don't know if we want to have kids. And they, they realize that they're fucked yeah. up. And in different areas, not... They're awesome people, but, like, they realize their faults, and then, you know, they're, like, 
I don't want to have kids because I'm scared. I think a lot of us are like that. Yeah. yeah like, like more than you think. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. Like the thing is, if we're consciously aware, we'll probably be the best parents. Yeah. And to me, rather than the people who are so unaware of their toxicity and yeah. like they have that they have their kids and they have like five even, kids, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and those five kids like just it just spreads into like yeah. more, yes, yeah, you know? yes. So, I like your um, perspective on like adopting, though. Yeah, is there a specific culture or like area? Um, honestly, like any culture, but. I feel like, I don't know, because it's one of those things where it's like, um, if you do adopt another kid from another culture, it's like, okay, well, what are you going to do? Like, mm. are you going to, um, like, whatever, if they have a certain, like, native language, are you going to teach them that language? Mm-hmm. How are you going to introduce them to their culture? Mm-hmm. Um, how are they going to feel, like growing up because mm-hmm. yeah. obviously if you have like a kid of like a certain culture and you put them in another culture where there's not a lot of kids like them uh-huh. they're gonna feel like other mm-hmm. and stuff like that mm-hmm. and so I don't want them to feel that way so it also has to do just it would depend a lot of like where I live yes and what culture is around mm-hmm. and um just also in terms of like the support that I have yeah I feel like is it gonna be like a big deal um because I feel like if I do adopt I want to adopt with like someone else yes but I don't know if I would ever like because I don't know if I could ever raise a kid by myself That'd honestly be hard I mean yeah, hard really hard um and finding a partner that you have to make a commitment of like this is the decision I've made permanent decision i've yeah. already made on my own yeah and this it's, is it's like a it's a lifelong commitment you yeah know? yeah it's it's a whole nother human being and i just like feel so worried about like future kids um and also of like in the topic of like mental health it's like passing down anything <gasps> yeah that's why i'm like because you know like certain conditions are genetic they yep yeah and so i'm just like I don't, I know it doesn't work this way, but I'm like, I don't want to give my kid like any like mental illnesses that they don't have to mm-hmm. deal with mm-hmm. or, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so it's just, also, I feel like with pregnancy, there's also the matter of like, you not knowing what conditions your child is going to have. That's, that scares me yeah. too. Like not knowing. Yeah. Because like. I personally, I believe, like, if you're ready to have a kid, if you say you're ready to have a kid, you're ready to have a kid no matter what. Yeah. And, like, I feel like a lot of people are, like, they say they're ready to have a kid, but they're not ready to have a kid if it has, like, this certain condition or if it has Down syndrome, if it has, if it's, like, They're selective. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, they want to have a kid, but, like, a normal kid with no problems and stuff like that. And it's like, well, no, if you're ready to have a kid, you should be ready to love it Regardless. no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, unconditionally. And, yeah, and so that's what scares me and that I think that I, like, I'm not ready for. And there's also that pressure of, like, society telling you you yeah. have to have kids. Yes. And by, like, a certain age Ugh. or else. Yes. Because people, I swear, people 
act like you can't like play sports at like 50 or something like yes, that. Yes. They'll be like, how are you going to play ball with your kid? And I'm like, I'm not going to be like in a wheelchair. <laughs> Like, let's a, yeah. Like do, you, like, do you really think like someone who's like you've seen plenty of like fifty year olds who are like healthy individuals at the gym? Yeah, exactly. Like, I again, it's this like traditional m- mindset of like my parents are that. I'm like my parents are that way. I see how young and you know versatile <laughs> they are. Like, I'm like, if you guys wanted to, you could be out working out, and but you don't want to. Yeah. You know, you've categorized yourself into this box of like we're at this age where we can't do we're, anything. We're limited. Yeah. And they're not. They're like, oh my back. I'm like, you know your back would feel better if you exercised, if you strengthened your muscles, if you Yeah, like did you all know, this yeah. Stuff. yeah. So like, yeah, I get that. Yeah. You're not old. Yeah, exactly. I'm like I just I feel like people like put they decide already what your life is gonna be at when you're older and I'm like watch me yeah i'll be i'll be doing things okay so that's why i'm like i don't think it's impossible to have kids when you're like no older you know no my i'm gonna okay story time again (laughs) (laughs) go for it my grandpa he's my 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 mom's adopted father he couldn't have children Mm -hmm. and so he him and my grandma got a divorce several like years ago like maybe 30 40 years ago yeah um he when i was younger like six or seven he got a girlfriend Mm -hmm. and he was in his 50s at that time and he had a baby he thought he couldn't yeah he thought he was um sterile yeah and so he got her pregnant and there i think he's 70 or yeah. in his 70s now yeah and she just graduated high school this last may oh yeah let's see. and i'm telling you like he was a good grandpa but he was just like kind of a hoarder you know and kind of was it ready yeah i think yeah. He, i think he struggled most of his life with and, and didn't have a purpose for life and, and didn't have any sort of like like we're his adopted grandchildren he loved us but like we still were not his. Yeah. And I can imagine, uh, like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm just speaking for myself. I can't speak for him, but I can imagine that it was different. Yeah. And so I think I saw a change in him when he had his daughter. He com- was, like, a completely different person, and he changed his lifestyle. He moved out of this, like, this, like, moldy, disgusting house that was just, oh, my God, it was disgusting. Yeah. And... He moved out of there. He got a, you know, saved his money. Just really improved in all areas of his life for this kid. But it, yeah. I, like, it goes to show you that, like, you can still mm-hmm. be an active parent at yeah, 50 or 60. Yeah. Not that that's yeah. ideal, but. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't see why it should. Like I said, like, you're not in a fucking wheelchair at the like no you know, he's not yeah, yeah exactly like he's not you can still do stuff when you're older and because that's like the number one thing i hear like oh you're not going to be able to like play sports with your kids you're not going to be able to do all this stuff and then i'm like i feel like that's not true they motivate you yeah like, you want to provide this life for them and you will provide it if you want yeah. want it bad enough yeah exactly 
I like adoption. I, I am, I like white guys, but I'm not particularly interested in white guys. Like I like yeah. other races, and I've thought about that. Just having a mixed baby, or um, even adopting like an African baby, mm-hmm. and like the, just the culture difference and how it'd be different. Um, I've just thought about the, tra- like the challenges of like, you know having a different race child and like having to learn about their culture just to educate them and like I would have to learn how because we have different hair yeah different skin like I have to learn and I think all these yeah yeah. I think that's actually really exciting but just how big of a challenge that would be I'm like man I would really want to like go to one of these uh beauty salons that does braiding yeah like a black woman braiding and yeah. have her show me or like like i would like really learn. Yeah. yeah i'd really want someone to like take me under their wing and like really help me so that i could give this baby the best life yeah and you know so yeah and i feel like that's something that everyone should have yes. but that's not something that everyone yeah. does have no i know, you know i know like some people don't care to think like um to learn about their baby's culture you yeah know? or like try to make them you know like like integrate that part into their lives yeah Yeah. it's important and I feel really like sad because like I would hear like these stories of like like these moms or like white moms having like black babies and then not knowing how to take care of the hair or their skin yes just like completely neglecting and like if you neglect like textured hair it gets like really gross and yeah. like you know can get really bad and just like unhealthy and they, for the kid they don't do it it's like they don't do cute hairstyles it's just like one general like a like, ponytail yeah, or what just like fuck? yeah or just something yeah. simple you know yeah like put some effort yeah you know but but i i I think the same way as you do. Like it, it would be fun to like yes. learn a whole different culture, yeah. you know, uh-huh. and then like integrate that into their lives. Um, but, yeah. I think so too. Yeah, and it's like I don't know. I see that for you know if I ever decide to adopt her. Do you think you're ready for kids? Not anytime soon. <laughs> no. I feel like I really need to get my life together before. Not that my life is falling apart, but, you know, I feel like I would like to be really stable yes. before I have kids. Yes. Like, I want. I don't want to be living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Like, not with the kid. No. Absolutely not. If I have a choice in the matter. Yeah. Like, some good coffee though. oh my gosh this coffee is awesome yeah this has like marshmallows in it um yeah it's just i don't know i i think about it more and more and like i see a lot of my friends are in relationships and i don't even want to like i don't want to do their whole relationship thing i just want to skip to the having babies and like yeah just skip uh, the i know i know yeah <laughs> But you, I mean, it's crucial to have a good partner, but I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like, because 
I feel like with women, it's just you're more likely to be like very set in what you want. And yes. You know, like, know exactly and want to get there like right away. Yes. And so you're just like anxious to just like skip everything and yes. just go straight to you know just living your like what would be your normal life of mm-hmm. like raising a kid. And that's kind of intimidating for like I can imagine for a single guy being like oh shit she she wants kids no yeah yeah but it's like, like I don't know like but it's it, what are we dating for yeah exactly <laughs> like I feel like it's so normal you know when you're like eighteen or like about that age yeah to just be like oh just date to date and yeah. just like date with. I need attention. Yeah, just, like, for (laughs) attention and, like, not really have any goals and plans. But once you're older, you're, like, you're, like, not wanting to fuck around when you're, like... Yes! You know? so much more pickier, like, I'm, like, everyone you think about dating, I'm, like, I think about what their babies would look like. Yeah. I'm, like, "Uh, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. Yeah. I'm... You got that come over. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. I don't. You're, like, no, thank you. <laughs> you're not even 30 yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're balding already. Like, that's horrible. But it's so <laughs> true. I can't. It's a natural, like, it's like a natural desire to, like, want. I mean, you have to be attracted to the person you like. Attract. And, like, if you think, okay, I'm just being extra here, but, like, if you think back to, like, the olden days when we were cavemen and cave women, you like naturally sought out a partner that was like had all the traits that you naturally desired. Yeah. And like those healthy traits of like yeah. hair growth and things like that yeah. are like just I don't know, it's just not their fault. Yeah. But like <laughs> it's just a natural desire. I mean, I feel like there's nothing wrong with no like yeah, like, if you find someone unattractive, it doesn't mean that they're unattractive to no. anyone or they're unlovable or something. No. It's just, it's just you personally it's don't you like It's personal. Them. Yeah. 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 You know, it's exactly. Like, exactly. Like. What are those things for you? <laughs> for me, for me, it's height. But that's, yes. that's just because I'm, I'm like, 5'9". No, exactly. So, exactly. You know, like. Valid. Yeah, you know. It's just, it's not that I'm opposed to, like, dating shorter guys or anything like that. It's just, first of all, shorter guys typically want to date really short women. Yes. And so, yeah, naturally, I'm not just, not in their selection, so it doesn't really matter if I want to date them or not, yeah. <laughs> you know? But for me, like, height is a big thing just because. I feel like that's for a lot of girls, too. Height is huge. Yeah. And I th- for me it's athleticism like i seek out men who are like built in some way and they don't have to they don't have to be fit i just want a body type that like athletic yeah isn't a know. string bean yeah like yeah bigger like i like the, the big brawny dudes i like the you know heavy set dudes i like just something with some meat on their bones because i'm like <laughs> Okay, this shows me that you you have some good traits, and we're gonna have some big kids. Yeah, and like, I like that, but I don't want some scrawny string beans. <laughs> that's so that's so weird. Cause like for me, 
like, I don't know why, but personally, I'm just, like, attracted to skinnier guys okay. that look like they're about to die. <laughs> like, they're, like, malnourished okay. or something like that. Like, I'll feed you. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> um, no, I feel like, because I pretty much like all body types, like, honestly. Um, but I don't know why. It's always, like, skinny guys that I'm attracted to. I'll feed you, baby. That's what, no, that's like, it. That's because, it. Okay. <laughs> not to be TMI, but, like, typically, like, they have bigger dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's it's just a trend that I've I've like noticed because like I I mean I've been with like skinny dudes, chubby dudes, like really muscular, dude. like super fit dudes. Dude. And so like I like notice trends. Uh, <laughs> and like the short stocky ones have like put, I call them potato dicks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, but that's the only time I've ever like dated shorter dudes if like like, they're, like, really built. I don't yeah. know why. Like, shorter built dudes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or, like, there's an also, also a trend where if they're really... If they're bigger, they have a very small penis. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's usually a thing. And it's not... But I feel like it's also, like, a thing with, like... I mean, if your whole body is, like, super big and built... Yeah. Like, eventually, the proportions, you know? <laughs> I just, like... I, I was talking about it with a friend the other day. I'm like, look, I've got some hips, and, like, I just want something that fits right, okay? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like, when you have, you know, yeah. some bigger hips, you just, like, don't, it's like a straw, you know? Like, because if it's, like, too small, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah like, you know, is it in there? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, it works for some people, but... Yeah. Yeah, you know. You know, some girth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that just took a turn. <laughs> but yeah, I've I've only like one okay. I'll tell you I've never come across this, but guys who use steroids, what happens to women too? Uh-huh. But like there there was a guy that had this like really weird <laughs> penis and it was literally <laughs> yeah it's like how do i describe this like a biscuit can in girth but it was fat <laughs> you know i don't this is horrible Just abnormal this is a horrible comparison yeah but like you know how like baby's legs are really chubby yeah that's how it was <laughs> <laughs> that's how, that's how it was yes and it like even when he was hard it was like so. chubby but like fucking like huge girth wise yeah and i didn't understand i was like what the fuck is this and i was like googling like diseases yeah because i was like like, like he had to have a condition <laughs> or something and i like asked him because I'm I'm pretty blunt. I'm like, hey, like, wow, you know. I asked somebody. He acted. He didn't say anything. Like he acted normal. And I noticed. I noticed like a spot on his chest, and it was like a lump. And I didn't. I asked him. I said, hey, I'm like, what is that? He's yeah. like, oh, I've always had that. And I did some research and I like talked to some people at the gym, and I'm pretty sure that was like an insertion site for 
steroids. For steroids. Oh. And then I looked that up and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's like an overgrowth of cells. Oh. And so women who take steroids, like bodybuilders, yeah. um, their um, clit actually grows and it, it looks like a, a small penis. Yeah. And that's actually really common for female bodybuilders who uh, use, use steroids. Yeah. Yeah. So I was That's anyway. Crazy. Anyway, if you come across that, I was like, oh, okay. Oh man. Yeah. That was different. <laughs> I never understand why like people who do steroids do it so like quietly. You know? Yes. <laughs> Like, if you just do them, just say so. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or, yeah. like, the people who really aren't that, that big, like, they're not that big and they're using steroids. And I'm like, you know, you could get that big naturally. You just, like, need to put in the work and yeah. the time. Yeah. And you could, and you got to eat. But yeah. they don't want to do all that. They don't want to, like, do it the right yeah. way. It's I like a shortcut. Yeah. And but, it's... It, it's something that doesn't seem worth it to me because it's like you're it just feels like you're messing around too much with like like chemicals you know like steroids and like just messing around too much and like it's not you're not going to be 70 putting steroids into your body your hormones yeah oh my god yeah i can't imagine and like yeah, just when you're older, the the effects, your skin looks awful. Like, just in my opinion, my personal opinion, I'm like, ew. <laughs> yeah, like it catches yeah. up like on your appearance. Yes, a lot. you look like you're you're only 15 and you look like you're 80. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, you have muscles, but in exchange for, for what? What? Yeah. Like you're. Yeah, I'm not trying to be mean, but like. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, ugh. no, you're good, but. Mm-mm. I never understood that. Then again, that's has to do a lot with like the health and fitness industry. A lot pushing, they push those things, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone wants to like lose weight in like fifteen days and like it's, do all this shit. It takes you know? time. Yeah. yeah, it's like what's that? Um, what's that thing where it's like? Uh, you want something, you want it now, so you get it now. What is that called? Um, I can't think of it. Like, just being impatient? Uh, like, uh, fulfillment, but it's, um, oh, I can't think of the term, but it's like, instead of waiting, so in- instead of like saving money to buy this new TV, you're gonna buy it now because you want that feeling of like, like you know, satisfaction sa- yeah, like right away. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And I think that that's part of it of like not willing to do the work or not willing to put the time in. Yeah. And that's why you hear like a lot of people get like a lot of like cosmetic surgeries or like liposuction <sighs> yes. and stuff like that, and then they're like they don't want to follow the lifestyle, yeah. and yeah. so like you gave the weight back. Yeah. Like, I saw that happen to my aunt, who would, like, get all these surgeries and stuff like that. And then it's, like, it didn't match the lifestyle she was living. And so, they gained it back. Yeah, gained it back. And then 
and I'm like, you just wasted your money. Ugh. Yeah, and I'm like, Ugh. that's frustrating. I'm, I'm starting today, but I'm gonna try to make it a goal to like work out every day for a month. Yes, and I'm like that's excited awesome. for it. Yes, and I just feel like it's time, you know. And I'm not gonna wait for like New Year's or something, you know, to like wait for something to happen or like change something. Yes. So super excited about that. What's gonna keep you? It's a given. Anytime you start something new with yeah. anything, there's always this period of like, fuck, like I don't want to do it. How are you? What's your plan for like overcoming that? Um, I think for because with my I want to upgrade my gym membership to get um, you know how you can do like a free pass for someone mm-hmm. so I'm going to try to like I already talked to a co-worker who wants to work out as well uh-huh. and so I was like oh do you want to work out together yeah. so I'm going to try to plan as many like work out with like other people or like activities awesome. to do awesome um, just to like keep me motivated and I'm still thinking about getting oh my god the personal trainer that you recommended yes yes they got back to me like the other day and she changed gyms too she changed gyms i I think so she yeah she works at genesis okay okay yeah i might text her and see what's up because i really want to learn how to lift but i don't want to hurt my back or anything like that um but yeah i'm excited for you yes awesome yeah that's um and plus if you upgrade are you still planning on going to crunch um, I think so. Yeah. But if I'm I'm looking for like other gyms as well, just yeah. because like Crunch is like very basic gym. Yeah. With not like a lot of stuff and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So I would like to go to like another gym. Um, but I feel like lifting would be very fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'd be good at it. Like it's fun. It's I feel like, like I have a lot of like lower body strength, so I want to like more like squats and stuff yeah. like that and shit like that and like evie is a, a great um personal trainer because i think she does power lifting mm-hmm. and she's a freaking beast and i think that you would like that yeah like i, I that's just my like i i think that that'd be something if, yeah if, if you know you kind of like down. i don't know how to do any of like, that i really want to do like strength training yes because i did like when i was younger i was i was like very like unhealthily like i had an eating disorder so mm-hmm. i was very obsessed with cardio mm-hmm. and that kind of ruined it for me and you know being very focused because i was very much in like that like diet industry of like oh eat 1200 calories a day max like <sighs> that's so track. hard like i did all that shit and i didn't really think about it i was like a kid i was like 13 or 14 doing this shit like logging in like 1200 calories every single day and then like working out and like running a shit ton yeah. and just wasn't healthy for me so i'm just like trying to get back into doing all these like routines but not making it you know it's like having that healthy balance of like exercise yeah. um but not being too obsessive about it yeah. and not letting it like control your life or anything like that yeah so that's where i'm currently at with it and so that's why I'm kind of excited to go to the gym. Um, if I'm gonna try to go every day, 
But if something happens and, you know, life happens, I'm not going to beat myself up for it. I'm like, I'll just go the next day. Yeah. But I feel like it'll be, like, a fun challenge, too. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And, like, it's... I think once you get comfortable in a space, in a gym, I think the initial part is, like, that anxiety of going into the gym and, like, not knowing where anything is. Yeah. And then also the anxiety of, like being new to these workouts yeah but like once you're comfortable with the workouts and you're comfortable with the space that you're in yeah then you're like okay now i just have to get there like stick to it yeah yeah that's awesome i'm excited for you though thank you yeah thank you that's cool i'm excited to see like i want to see you in a fight <laughs> in a fight yeah girl i how's I, that going so i started training at an MMA gym uh, like five months ago but I'm not going consistently um, and I could I could use whatever excuse you know I have been sick you know which is is valid and yeah um, with school like with finals I was out for a little bit but I'm just not consistent with it okay. and um, I think it'd be really cool yeah. to do, but a lot of these girls that, that are doing fights have been doing it for, like, 10 years. Yeah. You know, and it's not just, I mean, you could do specialty fights like just Muay Thai um, or just, like, um, grappling, just jujitsu, groundwork, mm-hmm. but MMA is all of that, and so I would need, I mean, a, a lot of fighters have a specialty, yeah. not just MMA, they have their longest background could be in Muay Thai for 10 years and only jujitsu for like maybe two or three yeah you know so they come into a fight with their specialty is Muay Thai and uh but I personally don't know enough I don't think I'm not like I would not be comfortable yeah and like I think a lot of my teammates would be like yeah you're not ready but it, it just takes a lot of training and and repetition and consistency because in these practices say say i'm only going to you know three muay thai practices a week yeah and like a sparring class and then maybe a couple i don't know a couple grappling Mm jujitsu um and i'm only learning a little bit at a time yeah so during that time we are working out but we're we're only learning like one or two moves yeah and so for me personally to get that down and need repetition repetition yeah. to over and over and over to really know what i'm doing and yeah um just going to one class once a week is like, it isn't gonna cut it no yeah. it's like just like anything else it's like college you know if you mm-hmm. don't study for classes or study for school you're not yeah. gonna memorize the material well for i i compare it to this and, and doing yeah. this if you're not consistent you're not gonna know you know the the moves and everything and um, I do enjoy I, I enjoy it a lot it kicks my ass every single yeah. time but um, I think I have potential and like I have a lot of great coaches and a lot of great people around me in the, that gym yeah. that are really motivating and there's a lot of pe- people in that gym who do fight yeah. and um, you know there's a, maybe a couple professionals too just good role models good yeah. mentors and um but yeah i don't know it's 
hope to do this in the long run, but um, I think it's a good outlet for like stress and it's a good outlet for anger. And it's also really good for controlling your anger because you get punched in the face and it hurts. It does. It freaking yeah. hurts. And what's really challenging for me is that switch. When you get mad, someone hurt. Like, I got punched in the nose and that switch flipped inside of me. And I, like, I'm mad and I want to hit the guy back ten times as hard. Yeah. Right? But you have to control that you have to control that this is one this is my teammate two we're just sparring we're not fighting three he he's not trying to hurt me he's not trying to cause me pain yeah we're practicing yeah and like really try and control that anger and really you know um and and not be like um like think irrationally or think too quick. spiteful or yeah. like yeah not try and hurt him for hurting me yeah yeah uh, oh that's so hard it's it's that's something that's really challenging for me and um that just like controlling my anger and and frustration just mm-hmm. being frustrated yesterday I, I got frustrated um just like you know, my neck hurts, you know, yeah. like, yeah. but they're pushing me around. Uh, my friend, Nicole, she was grappling with me and, and just like my neck fucking hurts. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm frustrated. I don't feel good. I'm in pain. Yeah. And, um, just really controlling all those negative emotions in that environment yeah. and still being mindful of like, this is where I'm at. This is just practice. This person's not trying to hurt me. This person's, um, I think one last thing I'd like to say about about doing this is um, I've had a lot of trouble. Like I I got sexually assaulted several years ago, mm-hmm. and since then I've had a lot of trouble with like men touching me. Yeah. And in, in like a friendly way of like it could be someone come up coming up behind me and like touching me on the shoulder or like um, I used to have a guy roommate and he would come out of nowhere and it scared the shit out of me yeah and things like that and I think doing this has really helped me in that way of like um you know sparring with men yeah at first it set me off first men coming at me in this way or even grappling with men and and um you have it's a very intimate sport where you're like my legs are wrapped around them you know and it's really helped me be comfortable yeah. and get over that you know mm-hmm. and like I really want to share that with other people who have gone through those sim- same situations and um you know it's hard it was fucking hard and it, it like triggered me every time but man it's helped helped a ton yeah like, and like with triggers you have to face them you have like, to face them you have to face them yeah like, they suck yeah it sucks facing it's not it. fun you relive it and then you get depressed every time yeah like you, yeah but I'm glad it's helped you. Though. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's such a powerful thing. Yeah, absolutely. Especially that you're, like, sharing it, like, on your podcast, like, for yes. other people to listen and stuff yes. like that. Yeah. yeah, and, like, the thing is, if if you're not open about it, how are other people supposed to learn how to yeah. get, cope with it and get over it? And, like, um, you know, repressing it is just going to come out later in other ways and, like, yeah. and in relationships. And not talking about it just makes things worse, you know? exactly because then it's just like that stigma of like oh it happened to you like yeah like don't talk about it right just move on yes but it's not the truth like you don't just move on from you don't just move on you know and like 
I think like mental health in general and like trauma, the more we don't talk about it, the more people aren't willing to get help. Yeah. Because they, you know, the more we talk about physical fitness, the more people want to go to the gym. Yeah. Right. So the more we talk about mental health, the more we talk about sexual assault and the more people have, you know, we're aware of gone through these similar situations. It's like such an open topic. Yeah. You know, and, um, you can learn from other people and help other people and really grow from, I've, I remember opening up to some friends and, and I had a friend that was like, you know, those same situations happen to me too, but you wouldn't have known that because that's not a topic that we just openly, like nobody like normally, you know, says anything about it. Like it's very hush hush. Yes. Yeah. And no, um, it's hard to know how to respond to those things and like, at first, I remember not talking about it because one, like, what, how are these, how are people supposed to respond? They don't know if they yeah. haven't been through it, you know, and I think the more we talk about it, it's just like a open, you know, subject. Mm-hmm. More, you know, people are educated and so, yeah. it's a rough one it's mental health in general and just like talking about it's hard it's hard because like I don't know about you but I I don't want to talk about me 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 but I I do want to like use my experiences to help others yeah so not necessarily like telling everyone what happened to you but like inspiring other people to get help and you know better themselves and like, stuff like yes that. yeah this is this is what happened and this is what i'm doing about it this yeah. is what's working yeah mm-hmm. that's good yeah so yeah it's been a nice day though it was nice chatting with you yeah you too yeah all right Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all of your support. If you could like, share, and subscribe to my Spotify podcast. You can also check out my new merch and apparel at my website, www.soulofawarrior.com or Instagram at soul underscore of a warrior. See you next time.